Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Direct, hard-hitting, no holds barred. The Word Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Want to hear the rest of the song by the CD? Uh, <laughs> everybody's got it. Bob Seeger and the Silver Bullet Band. So earlier today, my guest was one Michelle Simpson, former Liberal Member of Parliament, former seatmate to the current Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau, and we were speaking about Bill Morneau, the Federal Minister of Finance who has uh, said some very interesting things and whose story is fascinating. And if you read David Aiken's account of Mr. Morneau's money's travels, it's, it's a really, really excellent read. But I asked Michelle Simpson this question as a former liberal member of parliament, as somebody who was really ground through the mill because she was ethical, and because those around her wanted to persuade her not to be ethical in Parliament, I asked her, again, former Liberal Member of Parliament, whether the current Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, should be asking for the resignation of his Finance Minister, Bill Morneau. Michelle, what did you... Remind us, please, what you said. I said yes. He should be asked for his resignation. And for a number of reasons, Roy, but not the least of which is, you know, he tries to play that he's naive. If you're naive, that shows lack of wisdom and judgment. And if not, it's premeditated. And when he said to a reporter, I'm not responsible to you, words to this effect, I'm not responsible to you to give you answers. I'm only responsible to give the ethics commissioner answers or, or, or satisfy her, your response to that was what? You know, that is not true, in my view. He's responsible to the taxpayers. Mary Dawson's role, she's not an advisor, is to help guide if you need guidance. But if you need that kind of guidance, as the finance minister, uh, I'm sorry, you have really no business being our finance minister. 
I think he needs a financial or finance version of a seeing eye dog. Exactly. It is time for Beauties and the Beast with Michelle Simpson, at Michelle Simpson on Twitter, Linda Leatherdale, at Linda Leatherdale on Twitter, and Catherine Swift, workingcanadians.ca. <laughs> so, Catherine, I was all... Hi, Linda. Hi, Catherine. Hello, Hi, guys. Hello, guys. Stop it. Right. Stop it. Um, I was speaking with uh, the gentleman who followed you as president and CEO of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business, Dan Kelly, yeah. about an hour ago, about the week since we last spoke with Mr. Kelly and with you about the uh, the realities of the fairness in taxation that Mr. Morneau was apparently after. What do you uh, say about his performance in the last week, Catherine? Oh, boy. Well... First of all, I, I sat on a board with Bill Morneau for a few years. So I, 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 I know Bill Morneau. I don't say I know him well, but I know him somewhat anyway. And, and to, be, to be fair, um, I, I really don't believe that he was trying to personally, financially gain from this. But that being said, he, you know, he's, he's another one of these guys, and Trudeau's another one that grew up very privileged, right from the get-go, like they didn't earn it. I mean, they may have earned stuff later, but you know what I'm saying. They, they, they were born with the silver spoon. And, and for them to, like Michelle said, naive, and, and I'm not sure if I'd say naive as much as I think there's a, there's a real environment of arrogance, entitlement, and we're, you know, we're morally better than you guys, the rest of you guys. Uh, in Ottawa right now with this crowd. I think it permeates, and there's always a little bit of that in government, no question, but I think it permeates this particular crowd. And I tend to think Morneau got trapped into that bubble, thought that he really wasn't subject to the rules that other people were subject to. And, you know, liberal arrogance is a contagious disease, a very contagious disease. And, Michelle, you were one of the ones that had immunity to it. So you're, you're a rarity. And anyway, that's that's my take on it for what it's worth. But he didn't cover himself with glory. And, and I must say, when he t- when he tried to dress down the media, I don't answer to you. Mm. The media has been so overly sympathetic. Not all of them. Roy, you're an exception, for example. But you know, so much of the media has been forgiven this government so many faux pas and so many clear, you know, mistakes and broken promises and on and on and on. For anyone in that liberal government to criticize the media, to me, is the height of hypocrisy. Okay, so but Linda, Catherine, L- oh, he described himself as I naively believed. Wow, yeah, and well, he uh, used the words himself. Yeah, and I thought, you don't make a gazillion dollars no. a year. By being naive. Yeah, and yet, but Michelle, again, and I'm not, you know, I'm not saying you're wrong at all, but no. But it also, he did inherit it. You know what I mean? He, he did inherit it, and and yes, fine. It's but if you look at the businesses that Morneau Chappelle is in, they're in the businesses of things like defined benefit public sector pensions. And frankly, you'd have to be a real bozo to screw that one up because and know, he sponsored backstop Bill C twenty seven. Yes, well, that that is that is a huge problem. That is. So let me problem. read a let me I read totally a, let me agree. just ladies let me just read a, a couple of lines here because people join us all the time. And, uh, Linda, I'm going to get your thoughts in a second. Uh, here's some of what David Aiken wrote. Morneau Chappelle, Inc., the Toronto-based financial services and consulting firm founded by Morneau's family, declared a dividend this morning 
of 6.5 cents per share, payable October 31st. He wrote this on October 19. Um, Morneau on Thursday said he holds about a million shares in Morneau Chappelle, Inc., MSI, which means his Halloween treat from the firm, which bears his name, will be worth $65,000. The Halloween dividend check will be the last, though, of 25 monthly dividend checks he's received since becoming MP. Morneau on Thursday said he'll sell all his holdings in MSI and place the rest of his assets in a blind trust. In total, the dividends paid to him by MSI while he was an an MP totaled $1.625 million. MSI has been reliably churning out a dividend of 6.5 cents a share every single month that Morneau has been an MP and a shareholder, which means every single month he's been an MP and the finance minister Morneau has been getting a check for nearly $65,000. By contrast, his monthly paycheck from the government of Canada has been just under $22,000. All of this has the opposition parties crying foul, all the while that Morneau uh, has been receiving dividend checks from MSI. He's been pushing through a bill in Parliament, Bill C-27, that would improve business opportunities for firms like Morneau Chappelle. Indeed, MSI is believed to be one of just four firms in the country which will benefit from new pension administration rules if C-27 becomes law. And then there's just two more the brief statements here from, uh, by David Aiken. Morneau on Thursday said that he believed the discussion about his personal wealth had become a real distraction for his government. He said that even though no law requires him to do so, he was selling his shares and moving everything else to a blind trust in order to focus on uh, what he believed was the important work of his government. Morneau holds, I love this one, Morneau holds his shares in MSI through an Alberta-numbered company. By placing the shares in a numbered company in Alberta, he exposes himself to less tax than if he'd put them inside a numbered company in Ontario. The three directors of the Alberta-numbered company are Morneau himself, his wife Nancy McCain, and another Ontario-numbered company. The sole owner of that other Ontario-numbered company is, wait for it, Bill Morneau. Yeah, well, that's the thing that's that's the thing that's really biting them here, and deservedly so, which is hypocrisy. Yeah. You know, here, here we have ultra rich people, like ultra rich people, uh, trying to pretend they're boosting the middle class by taxing people that worked hard in small business. And actually, maybe earn above the average income as a result, even though yeah, they earn a lot. He said, and, he, uh, and so on. He said he's been working 25 years. He said he was working 25 years to build his business. I don't for a moment think that Bill Morneau did not know what was going on, what the ins were, and what the outs were. Now, I'm going to have to take an out of here in a second, but we have to hear from Linda Leatherdale. Yes. Oh, my. All I'm going to say is absolutely disgusting. And I don't believe it. Naive, my butt. Uh, you know, Michelle, you hit the nail on the head. The taxpayers are his boss. We deserve a proper explanation, and we don't need that kind of arrogance that we just heard saying that the media, he doesn't have to answer. Excuse me. And this just smacks of, and you said, like, entitlement, arrogance, etc. And I believe what Michelle says. You know, let's go back to the Senate scandal. We saw them play loose and... Fire furious. I didn't understand the rules. We didn't know the rules. We didn't know the ethics. And on and on it goes. We've been down this road before, and we certainly don't need it with the finance minister of Canada. So you know what? Do the good thing and resign. Because yeah. I think this yeah. is don't give up your don't give up your money. Take your money and go money go and back run. go back to business. You know yeah. because I th- I really think that he's his credibility as finance minister of Canada is done. Yeah. 
Done. Well, it's totally done. And I believe the credibility of the entire government done. to claim it works for middle-class Canadians. Oh. And, and in, my, in my personal view, and I'm biased, so I totally admit that, I thought it was done a long time ago, but this puts the, you know, this just puts the death knell to yeah. it, in my view. And, and I just want to add, tax fairness, my butt again. He's coming after the little guys, the guys that create jobs, and then that hoofah about, well, we're going to employee benefits. Where's all this coming from? Smoke, smoke, and more smoke. And meanwhile, he's playing a game where he's paying less tax. Come on, guys. Come on. And Mr. Morneau, just so you've got it, 1-800-263-2428. That's where we are. 1-800, right at the other end of 1-800-263-2428. So Michelle Simpson, Linda Leatherdale, Catherine Swift... And me, we're more than happy to have you say your piece uh, right here, right now. 800-263-2428. If Mr. Morneau is listening, sometimes they do, <laughs> just give us a call. And, right? Sure. Well, no, don't say that. Don't help me. <laughs> we know we really, uh, this has happened in the past where somebody has listened and they said, oh, I want to get on the air and I want to straighten this out or I want to say what's on my mind. I don't think that's going to happen. Oh, don't right. say that. Cut her off. <laughs> how, how did you like through the press conference? Though, Hold on. We have, we have to take a break. We'll okay. come back in a minute, okay? Here we, here we go. Passionate, patriotic, a little bit pugilistic, and always professional. Hear what Roy Green has to say on the Chorus Radio Network. New stories suggest that the Trump administration is looking to make it impossible for any Americans who served with ISIS to return to the United States. While that is going on, the head of MI5, the domestic security agency in the U.K., says uh, Britain is facing its most severe terrorist threat ever. And tomorrow we're going to be speaking with a former commanding officer of Joint Task Force 2, the um, counterterrorism unit that serves internationally and nationally, one of the best special forces units in the world. And um, we'll be talking about protecting Canada from inside our borders. Michelle Simpson, Linda Leatherdale, Catherine Swift, they're the beauties, I'm the beast. And tomorrow, one of the other issues we're going to be talking about, Margaret Wente will be joining us from the Globe and Mail, is the issue of white privilege. And I've, uh, I'm, I'm, I really, frankly, I'm tired of hearing about white privilege and being told that because I happen to be Caucasian that I'm somehow generationally privileged. And uh, I don't know how you all three feel about it, but that's going to be an issue of discussion in detail tomorrow. Uh, Catherine, let me start with you. What about the white privilege issue? Oh, boy. I, I, I must say, I think the world's gone mad in so many ways these days, and this is one of them. I mean, people are... When I look at the the, the whole racist sort of discussion, which I'm sympathetic to by and large, you know, the, the whole premise of it is that you have no control over how you're born, and therefore you should not be discriminated against, treated worse or, or better or whatever because of it. And the whole, the whole white privilege thing, to my way of thinking, I mean, yeah, I'm white. Okay, I'm white. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't have any choice to be white, and that's how I was born, just as people who aren't white were, you know, were born in their respective, you know, areas, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I just, it, it just confounds me that, 
you know, racism is basically discriminating against somebody because of how they were born. So, again, and they have no control over it. So how is this not racist? Anyway, yeah, I, I'm well, not it is. It connection. is. It Maybe is. You guys can help me. It's counter-racism. It's racist <laughs> toward the Caucasians. Michelle, what's your thinking? I still recall when I was an MP, I did a, a ride with the police. And at that point, my son wanted to be in law enforcement. And I was told, he's white, uh, he's male, no chance. And I never forgot that. And I'm really sick and tired of being told that if I have an opinion that is not racist, that they're taking it as racist. And uh, I'm kind of tired of the whole argument. And Linda? Well, I sent you a note earlier this week, Roy, saying my blood is boiling over this. This That's right, you did. You did. This is racism at its height. Mm -hmm. Uh, And reverse racism, that's not acceptable. Creating hatred. And yes, you know, we look at Morneau. Is the old boys white network alive and well? Oh, maybe. But I want to say to these advocates who say we all must crow down and say, I'm sorry, I'm white. Go over to some other countries. China. We have a dictator. What about all of these sheiks that will control all the money, and then they kill their people if you don't agree with their politics or what they're saying? At least we live in a country. And I'm standing here in Vancouver, Roy. I'm a little bit cold. I'm out in Granville Island. But we have rights and freedom. Wine, wine, wine. White privilege. Oh, yeah, that's right. Hold on. Is that wine with an H or without an H? Oh, I'm going for wine right after this, Roy. (laughs) You're going to wine through a lot, or you're going through a lot of wine? Well, a little bit. I'm at the okay. David Foster. Well, you know, I just you know. mentioned Margaret Wente, Roy. Yes. And and she wrote a column a while ago, and it was right after Trump got elected. And I thought it made a heck of a lot of sense, and I want to listen to her tomorrow. Well, she wrote a she column about this, this white uh, privilege issue uh, not long ago, exactly. so Margaret's going to be coming on and speaking about it. And we're going to be speaking as well about a young woman at uh, University of Dalhousie uh, University who is going to be disciplined for something that she wrote online that she is not. Uh, at all uh, taking back. And uh, I don't want to take anything out of context, and we'll talk about that a bit tomorrow. So, Good on her. Huh? Good on her. Yeah, but you know what? Mm-hmm. Most average people that are not racist, not sexist, not homophobic, whatever, are getting very sick and tired of being called that. Well, yes. Yeah, and exactly. this is what is fueling. And that's what our first hour was about today. Populist uh, revolution, if you want to call it that, today. Because average folks know that they're not in any of those categories, and they're fed up with being labeled that Catherine, uh, by the left wing. You know what you notice, or at least what I notice, is whenever we talk about this issue, people's energy levels climb tremendously. Oh, and yeah. that tells you how important that issue is viscerally yeah. to everyone. Yeah. The issue of race is so significantly important to everyone, and I think it is partly because we're constantly being told how to think by the people we hire to manage our commercial affairs. Yep. Well, and I gotta go. Teachers in the school go. teaching this now. Hey, our kids. Vancouver what? chick, I gotta go. Hey, I'm going off to the David Foster Foundation Gala. No doubt. Oh. And Stephen Tyler's going to be. Stephen Tyler's going to be there, right? 
Yeah, yeah, I know. We know the story. Kissed on the lips. We know. We know. <laughs> Gotta go. Okay. Toodaloo. Toodaloo. Have a great weekend.